Well, good evening, everybody, or good afternoon. Welcome to an early version of the Bobcast MOV with Rick and Bob, the heartbeat of the Mid-Ohio Valley. Sorry for the late start. Had, as always, a couple technical issues, but I seem to think we got that taken care of. I'm your host, Bob Mercer, and with me, as always, on the other end of the string out in Murphy Towns, my very best friend in the whole wide world and co-host, Mr. Rick Sawyer. Good afternoon to you, sir. Good afternoon, Robert. What's it going on in your world, mister? Well, we had a flood the other day, and I slept right through it. Did you? Water was, yeah, water was up all, all over our bridge down at the end of the street, up into my neighbor's backyard. and It came up, went back down about two hours. Apparently, we had about five inches of rain in it within an hour period. So, I had a flood the other day. Yeah. I had a flood the other day, but it was actually I just spilled water on myself but it was the same thing <laughs> same concept mister sure well, as always as always welcome you know we at the bobcast we always look for the very best things happening in the middle Ohio valley no negativity on the shows me and ricker we just bring people that we believe and know for a fact that are making a positive impact not only in the middle Ohio valley but in this case today throughout the state of West Virginia. Our special guest this week is going to be West Virginia Delegate Roger Connolly, 10th District. Correct, Roger? Hi there. Yes. 10th District. How are you guys? Fine. Fine. Okay. We're going to get to uh, Roger in a minute. Um, now it's time for Mark Your Calendar. We got Wow. Thank you, everybody, first off, for all the comments um, that watch the show, that like it, that follow us. Uh, no matter what county, city, state, whatever you're in, please share share the Bobcast MOV so that everybody can see it. We can get the word out there. Um, this is our job that we want to do to make sure everybody's informed on what's going on. There was a lot of things happened this week, I guess. There was a uh, meeting the other night at the Southwood Pool about, you know, we're everybody knows I'm on city council and we're getting ready to redo the Southwood Pool. So send me your comments. Let me know what you think about, you know, what you, if you was there the other day, I, I unfortunately have had about, about another bout with COVID and I did not do a whole lot. So I didn't get to go. And um, I, I'm from what I understand, the um, seminar the other day, the opioid seminar with Reed Mason, I guess that went really, really well. I guess there was a lot of positivity there. And that's a good thing. So anyway, today, actually happening right now from 4 to 6, the annual Parkersburg Ice Cream Social, First Baptist Church, Corner 9th and Market. Get down there and support them people and have a great time with your kids. Eat some ice cream. Today's a great day to do it. Uh, August 16th through the 20th, Dodge Ridge County Fair. Um, always a great thing from what they tell me. And if you look on there, you'll see the... Um, schedule of events that they have going on uh, tickets are ten dollars at the gate or 25 dollars for non-riding season pass 35 dollars for a riding season pass whatever that means i guess if you're on a horse must be thanks rick yeah you're welcome that was your cue <laughs> <laughs> gotta get anyway, a sound effect fixed anyway august 19th through the 21st parkenburg homecoming centers point park uh, happens every year, the third weekend each August, downtown Parkersburg, homecoming festivals, family-oriented, going to have a good time, all ages featuring talent. I know Jimmy Fortune is going to be there um, this next weekend 
and most of you know him from the Statler brothers and he is now I guess a solo and he comes out he does a great job I watch him every once in a while when I catch when I can find him on television man's a great gospel singer if you ever catch him on Gaither homecoming the man can sing always has been able to um, so for more information like and follow the Facebook page facebook.com homecoming Parkersburg get you some more information that should have the schedule of events on there Saturday August 20th Parkbird News and Sentinel Half Marathon 2022 RRCA Half Marathon Eastern Regional Championship race begins at 8 a.m. wheelchair division 750 a.m. in downtown Parkersburg and the rolling course runs out of the city into the scenic surroundings before looping back into the commercial area race finishes to the cheers of thousands of spectators lined up on market prior to the Parkerburg Homecoming Festival Craig. Now, on that, on that right there, I gotta tell you something. Okay, I'm gonna brag because I can. My granddaughter Riley Mercer, God love her, uh, yesterday went to competition and she came out. She is now Miss Parkersburg Homecoming. Oh my Tom God. Well, it's the Parkersburg, Miss Parkersburg Homecoming Majorette Queen. Thank you, Rick. Man, that word just left. I know it was there somewhere. And I'm so proud of that girl. My grand, I have three granddaughters, and I'm going to break just a half a second, then we're going to move on because I was told one time I spent 42 minutes talking about my mother one time at Mother's Day. So anyway, but my granddaughters never fail to amaze me some of the things they do. So I'm very proud of my girls. I'm very proud of Riley. She'll be, I believe, leading the parade, if I'm not mistaken. And I have every intention to be down there, and hopefully the Bobcast can get some uh, video footage of the parade coming up next week. Let's see here, guys. A public forum will be held on August 20th at 3 p.m. at the Trinity Episcopal Church Parish Hall on 5th Street in Parkersburg to discuss possible plans for the Sumner School. The board schools feels it's important to hear opinions from the public. Sumner School was established in 1862. It was the first free black school in the nation south of the Mason-Dixon line. Rick and I have discussed the Sumner School, very important piece of American history right here in the mid-Ohio Valley. Love it. And if they can do something with it, more power to these people. Support them. Do what you can with them. August 20th, the Boys and Girls Clubs have their annual fundraiser inside the huddle with Tony Caridi. End of that one. September 17, 2022, walk to in Alzheimer's at Williamstown Tomlinson Park. Advanced registrations required. See the calendar on our website, um, bobcast.net, um, under calendars, uh, calendar of events. It should you should be able to get some information there. I believe Archbridge is still happening. I think we have what one more week maybe of Arch. I'm not sure. Um, I guess last last week they had. Yeah, last week they had. Uh, Patsy Klein, Loretta Lynn tribute type thing. And I, you know, uh, of course, Parkersburg City Council meets regularly on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month at 7.30 in council chambers. Vanna City Council meets at 6 p.m. on the second and fourth Thursday of every month. Williamstown City Council meets the first and third, first and third Tuesday of each month. Okay. And all events we mentioned on the Bobcast are on our calendar. Like I said, the Bobcast.net and click calendar. And uh, what I what's going on is I want you guys to 
and I talk about this and nothing's being done yet because we're still trying to work on different things. But there is a um, we're going to start a four part series called Is This the World We Created? And that came from a song which I have no rights to. By the way, I'm going to put that disclaimer out here. If y'all ever listen to Queen, which I don't care what you think. Freddie Mercury was one of the most talented individuals God put on this earth. Um, but there's they they wrote a song, him and Brian did, his guitar player, and it's called Is This the World We Creators? Talk about homelessness, hunger, and it's just going to be a four-part series that Rick and I are going to do to more or less bring, not be negative, but more or less bring to light, you know, that, hey, we need to step up and help out. Also, as always, every week, Rick and I talk about the home, the um, Humane Society, and not only ours. I mean, we're here in Parkersburg, but we have the Humane Society of Parkersburg, Humane Society of the Ohio Valley. We have Washington County. We have Tyler, Pleasance, Jackson, Richie, Wood, Work. These people need our help. These people need food for the animals, cat food, dog food, uh, kitten food, puppy food. They need blankets, they need litter, they need paper, just anything to help them out. If you can do that, they need foster parents, they need people to adopt their full. Um, some of them are in crisis mode because of this time of year, there's always an excess of things being dropped off. And, and not things, uh, let me, I'm sorry, animals being dropped off, not things. I apologize for that one. That was on me, slip of the tongue there. So if you can help them out, by all means, you know, go to their website, Humane Society. It, it, I think it's msop.com. Okay, I'm sorry. Thank you, Rick. Dot org. Rick, do you have anything you want to say before we get to our special guest tonight, sir? No, let's jump right in there and get Roger on here. All right. Well, let's get Roger's feet wet here. Like I said, Roger is the 10th District House Delegate Representative, which covers Wood County. Um, I'll let him explain all this where he, uh, where he, you know, how far it is. And Roger's going to talk to us about things that are happening in Charleston that will affect the Mid-Ohio Valley and the state. And so without any further ado, I want to first off, thank you, Roger, very much for being here with Rick and I on the Bobcast. Um, we've had a lot of great people on here. And I am so glad that we got this worked out to where you could be here. So if you'd introduce yourself, tell us how long you've been doing this and where you're at. We'd greatly appreciate it. It's all yours, sir. Well, thank you, Bob. I appreciate uh, you and Rick having me on. My name is Roger Conley from the 10th District. Uh, 10th District currently covers uh, most of Parkersburg, uh, a little bit of the Washington, Lubeck area. Now, we just this past uh, few months have gone to a single, and that will be taking place in the next uh, in the next legislative session. So, so instead of having 50 plus districts with some multiple delegate districts, have just the one delegate. So that's uh, a little bit confusing. Uh, 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 district than you've had in the past, for example, my district now that has become 11. But with that being said, uh, a lot of things have taken a few weeks that I'd like to 
touch on just a little bit. Uh, we were session by the governor a couple of weeks ago, and uh, with, with interims that was already scheduled, we have those interims for two or three days month uh, uh, when the regular session is not going, going on. But the uh, interim session, the governor did call a special session to coincide from, uh, which is pretty, pretty normal procedure because we always try to do down the cost to the citizens of West Virginia. So, you know, we was hosting business and, and uh, be done with it, you know, maybe by Tuesday or Wednesday, but uh, we actually recessed Friday in Thursday. So we're technically still on that call, wait all from the Speaker and the President of the Senate. And I'll, I'll back up just a little bit. Our, our initial call from the governor was to address and that's what we initially went down there for. The uh, the first session, the governor also added to that call to uh, abortion issue and the laws that are on the books currently. When Roe was overturned, we have all been told in the legislature for several that once that was overturned, that that it would revert back to a law back when West Virginia was part of Virginia, uh, right. clear back, back into the middle 1800s. That is where we thought we was going to end up, that there would just be an outright ban, uh, and uh, uh, we would move forward. But somewhere along, along the line, it became that might not be, be as cut and dry as that, and that we needed to go in and and relook at that being a second part of that call. And I'll address one of those that it, the original call was on tax reform. Uh, I, I think we're all in cutting or re reducing taxes. I think we're all in favor of making that happen. Absolutely. The plan that the governor presented to us was a deduction in the personal income tax rate. Now, confusion there, I think, with some of our constituent guys in thinking that it was a 10% of the tax paid. That wasn't the case at all. This was a 10% rate. So if you was paying a 6.1% rate, that rate by 10%. So that was the... Uh, uh, that was the governor's plan for the House of Delegates and uh, passed pretty easily. So that's just part of the battle. Once uh, once we got that through the House, then it ended up the Senate. And, and uh, honestly, the Senate told us pretty much going to be dead on arrival because they did not like that plan. They had a plan of their own. Their plan was also a good plan, but it had, had nothing to, to do with reducing tax rate. It had to do with reducing with the, the uh, business and inventory tax, 
tax as well as personal property tax. So that uh, that that was the the uh, the House side, the Senate side was nothing on that. We worked on it throughout the week. Now, make no mistake about that. Unfortunately, the leadership leadership on the Senate side thought it had to be well. Myself, I'm going to take a little bit of exception to that. I think we can do both. Our, our state is financially sound, like like with everyone uh, and everything that I've had some disagreements with, but give credit where credit's due. When this governor came in, he came into a state. And uh, we right now uh, have a fund that's in excess of a billion dollars. How much? We have excess of $1 billion in the rainy day fund. Wow. We Exactly. We also have at the end, end of uh, June going into the year, approximately $1.3 billion revenue. Excess revenue is revenue that came in above the projected estimated revenue of the previous fiscal. Now, I, I firmly believe that when you talk about excess, we're talking about over taxation and that money needs to back to go back into the hands of the taxpayers rick me all of your listeners we put put that money in there so it needs to us so i i again i i think we can really do both issues that we have if you talk about the the uh the 10 percent of the tax rate that the governor proposed and the house that would reduce the revenue by about two hundred dollars and about the same if you look at a reduction tax and the uh, uh, personal income tax you back up just a little bit uh, part of that proposal from the immediate cash in, into the hands of the folks knowing that the reduction of the rate wouldn't be money would be to, to give all of us a refund of the tax this past year on our vehicles as a rebate so that would put immediate money into constituents so if you do the math you think about you know, 200 tax reduction of the rate. You think about potentially another 250 million, uh, uh, the, the Senate's version of it. And if you're doing the man, that's, uh, that's 500 million, but we've got $1.3 billion. Well, wow. there's a little, little bit of an issue with that in as much as our, our budget for the year. Here, our budget was somewhere around 4.1 to 4 billion. 
million. And, and uh, I got myself in a, a little bit of hot water budget because it was presented to, to us as basically budget. Uh, I got in a little bit of hot water because I actually, along with other people, I voted no on the budget. And I did, did it simply because most of you don't know that are out there listening is that on the backside of that was another $1.1 billion. And I think it ended up being reduced in $800 million. But there was a, originally $1.1 billion of that budget to, to be allocated to different projects. We had excess revenue. Well, my problem with that was, was that we knew excess revenue. At that point in time, we already had $750 million. We was projecting that to be $1.1. It ultimately ended up free. So I, uh, I, I did not like the fact that it was being presented as that it was being presented as a $4.1 billion budget was $5.2, $5.3 billion. I did not like the fact that as a flat budget, when in reality, uh, once they spent the alloc side, it was going to be about a 15 or a 20% increase. So now I've got money back to the pockets of, of you and I. Uh, now all of a sudden, $1.3 billion, we have to take off that seven eight $800 million, the budget that's already been approved to spend if we had excess revenue. So now $500 million, which if we do both the 10% and we do the basically bring that down to zero. So the problem there in doing both is the funds are just not there. Even though we have $1.3 billion that has been allocated to projects on the back side of that budget. So, that uh, we about long enough. Uh, but there again, we are finding it is good that we're in a position uh, to be in, in the black thing. The other issue with the, the Senate's plan the personal income tax and to reduce or eliminatory tax is that they, they, the legislature, the governor, authority to do that. Now, there will be on the November ballot amendment that will give the legislature the look at, debate, and to consider doing up to and including the removal of uh, in person property tax on your cars uh, uh, and the, the business and inventory taxes basically what that's going to be on unless the people of West Virginia approve that we, we have to wait until that election and we get the approval before it's acted now I want to be very clear about that I want to be on the 
ballot in November, and I've had people to make, you know, once uh, once we pass that in November, you know, our our vehicle taxes, high taxes is going to go away. Not necessarily, folks. That's the first step in the journey. We're not going to be at the destination enacted. The only thing the voters are going to be doing is giving the legislature and the governor the permission to debate it, to talk about it, and to potentially implement it. So, place, nothing happens. There's no reduction. Nothing happens until the governor gets together and says, this is what we're going to do, and the governor signs that into law. A little bit confusing okay. and a little bit complicated, but people need to understand that. But one thing, if our voters do not approve that constitutional amendment, and the governor cannot take the vehicle tax off of your not do away with the business and inventory tax. You're simply giving them the permission, give them that permission first. I've heard a lot about that, though. That was a little bit. A lot of people, a lot of people, I'm sorry, a lot of people have commented about something like that to where why pay taxes on something we pay taxes on that it's already been paid you know, they've already paid taxes when you bought it. And is that, that's basically what it is, right? I mean, because you hear a lot of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. In a nutshell, I think, and let me just read that language, that, that particular, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll just a, a short narrative. Uh, gotcha. Let me see. Bear with me here just a second. This is amendment number two that'll be on the ballot. Amendment okay. number two, the state constitution by providing the legislature with the authorizable machinery and equipment, personal property directly used in business activity, tangible inventory, personal property directed use in personal property tax on, on motor vehicles from ad valorem personal absolutely you buy that vehicle you pay taxes on it up front and then if you pay cash for that vehicle you still don't own that that vehicle because you got it and go year this gives us permission to totally do away with that so uh hopefully direction uh i think we're We've all got a huge issue with paying taxes on something, taxes and so on. So hopefully we're about ready to see that that go away. Well, let's hope that happens. Let's hope that happens. Okay. Yes, let's let's hope so. Uh, the other thing uh, bogged down was the uh, the abortion issue. Let's talk about that. As I said earlier, when Roe v. Wade was uh, overturned we assume among other states were done but you know we were told that we would revert back to the mid and uh, subsequently uh that became i guess you would say a gray area that, that the uh legislature uh 
took that back up. Uh -huh. uh, the, the House uh, uh, presented a that just pretty much made all abortions with the exception of to save the life of the mother. Uh, before it went, went to vote, uh, there was a amendment for the House side that also exempted uh, rape and incest. That's pretty much how that bill left the House to go to the Senate. One of the things that was uh, involved in that law back in the 1800s that carried forward was penalties. Uh, there was potential penalties. doctor performed an illegal abortion. Uh, he was subject to up to 10 years. Not the mother, but just the doctor could be uh, performing an, an illegal abortion. And an illegal abortion would have been anything other uh, uh, the rape or the incest exception. Uh, that, uh, the Senate side, and, and the Senate basically had, again, just you, a whole new proposal. Uh, uh, they changed the uh, exceptions, they totally did away with the phase of, of a doctor having any issue uh, uh, as far as concerned. Uh, there was a provision in there for them to lose, potentially lose the, the prosecuting side of it, the penalty side of it was probably out. So it, it came back to the house for us to concur on the uh, evening that we recessed. But quite frankly, there were so many changes that we would not concur. And when you do not concur, be that you go into conference with both the House Committee conference the, uh, in it and, and come to a compromise plan that hopefully both would agree on. So, so we ultimately at about 10.30 on Friday we had come to a, a, a loggerhead on both of these issues. Unfortunately at week we went home with nothing. And, wow. and that's so, so that we're down there and we spend hours upon, upon hours session. this special session Session cost the taxpayers every thirty-five thousand dollars a day. So, so, you know, we're down there, money when we could be using that money to fix the potholes in our roads. So, that's be done. So, I'm not sure what the plan is as far as bringing us not into session. We're technically still on the special call, but we're in recess. Also very disappointing to me because uh, I firmly, many, many of my colleagues in the house side believe that life begins at consent that, that uh, you know, we have no business doing anything to alter that life until their natural death. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really 
and disappointed that we walked away with nothing. Uh, you know, point the day after the Roe v. Wade was overturned, the one abortion clinic that we have in Charles, same thing to the point that they shut their doors down and canceled all their appointments. Well, they're back in business now. Lack of decision making on the House and the Senate side. I, re- I remember seeing that. Again, I'm disappointed. But yeah, I'm disappointed because we have a super majority, supposedly conservative Republicans in both houses, and there uh, as a super majority, and come home with absolutely, to me was just totally deplorable and inexcusable. But that's where we're at. Well, I know that I know that there's a lot of hot button issues that I'm sure the legislature is going to have to deal with in the next sessions, you know, coming up abortion being one of them. That's pretty much a world, a nationwide thing and see where that goes. But, you know, uh, I know that, you know, I've known you for a while and I know that you're very pro West Virginia and your district and, and we appreciate that. Um, but you know, like I said, these cats suddenly decide they love me when I put on the air. Um, but, you know, we, of course. We're, yeah. So, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to say before we, uh, before we let you go, sir? I mean, is there anything you'd like for the people to know that you haven't went over already? Yeah, let's, let's touch on the other three, three amendments uh, that's okay. be on the ballot. Uh, and to go, uh, the amendment number one is a clarification of the judiciary's role in impeachment. If you recall, back a few years ago, we had a real with the state Supreme Court with some justices that had received as uh, not really kosher. Uh, some of them was uh, even re- this particular piece of legislation simply says that the courts have no authority or jurisdiction to intervene or interfere with impeachment proceedings of the House of Delegates, the Senate, and specifying that a judgment rendered by the Senate impeachment trial is not reviewable by any. simply saying this if we impeach you and look at it yourself and overturn it and and that's kind of the situation or you know we impeach some members of the court to have it go to and say can the house or the senate really do this well this gives the house and the senate the ability those people in the event that they do wrong and and that is we talked about the taxation already uh another one that i'm going to be talking about that's going to be on the ballot has to do with this is a really big one Uh, uh, right now there's really no, no oversight of the legislature education in West Virginia. 
opinion. In fact, you guys maybe have helped over the years that the state board of education actually rules as the fourth branch of government in West Virginia. Not so. Not even close. So this piece of legislation says that you can keep doing what you're doing. That's okay. The legislature is going to have a right to look at it, ask questions, being if need be. And, you know, in the uh, in the days that there's so many things that has been discussed as far as uh, uh, or uh, uh, CRT, there's so, so many things that add that the legislature and I think most of our constituents should not be in the decision of eight or nine people that are appointed by the governor and they're not necessarily and the students of West Virginia as much as they are their own so that I think is something very very important I hope that passes. And I'm a strong proponent that, quite frankly, we do away with the Board of Education members being appointed by the government. Of education should be elected by the people of West Virginia and manner. And, you know, the same way in our county. I mean, obviously, they are now elected. Nonpartisan election. I right. think that needs to be done away with. I think our absolutely the parents of West Virginia have the right to who's going to be overseeing the election of the state board of education. <coughs> so that's a, that's another big one. I think it's really important for the people to get out and. Uh, you know, it, it's time for the, the parents to have, have a little bit more say and a little bit more because being, being taught in their schools and who, exactly. who's overseeing that. You know, we need to be, they need to be. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. But I, again, I need to be on here. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Keep up the good work. Well, Roger, we certainly appreciate you being on there. And like I said, I, I don't think we've heard the last of you. Um, thanks so. personally, that's just my, that's just my opinion. And, you know, thank you for everything you do for us in the state and everything for us in the district. We appreciate it very much. Um, so with that, um, we're going to let Roger go. Uh, I have an exciting announcement about Roger. Good to see you, buddy. Take care. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Thanks. Um, I got some exciting news about the Bobcast. Uh, Rick and I have filed with the Secretary of State's office to start MS Productions LLC, uh, which is going to, the Bobcast MOV will still be the same, but it'll just be under the MS Productions um, umbrella, so to speak. Uh, you know, this was a, this, this was a, uh, experiment so to speak to see where we could go and so we're going to do you know we're going to be doing remotes 
and hopefully, you know, you'll see us in the homecoming or not homecoming parade, but the Christmas parade. We're not going to have time for the homecoming um, parade. I wish we wish we did, but there are some things that we're working on that we have to we have to finish up first before that before we can do that. So hopefully, between now and the Christmas parade, you'll see the Bobcast crew um, in the parade. Um, again, be watching for MS Productions. We have T-shirts, we have shirts, we have cups. Let us know if you want anything. I mean, let us know. You know, we can we can order them for you. Um, it'll have the, the I believe the different logo, the the Bobcast MOV. This is the .NET shirt that we have, uh, but it'll be the uh, Bobcast MOV with Rick and Bob, the heartbeat of the Mid Ohio Valley. Um, so. That's very exciting for us. Rick and I had a meeting the other day and we kind of went over what we'd like to do, the direction we'd like to see the Bobcast go into. I, I know that I know that, it, you know, there's a lot to do with it. But, you know, a lot of people who watch the show have encouraged Rick and I to try to do better and with their co good comments. And we just want to keep moving on and keep doing better than what we're doing. So hopefully under MS Productions, Rick and I will be able to uh, do a lot more. Again, it'll the Is This the World We Created series will be on MS Productions. Um, we're also looking for sponsors. If any business or anybody, any organization or something would like to sponsor the MOV, the podcast. You know, if not, we're going to keep right on going. I mean, it's not anything, but we're just trying to constantly upgrade. Um, we've done a lot of upgrading. So, Rick, do you have anything else you'd like to say, sir, before we wrap it up for this wonderful Sunday? i got to go to work at 530. I don't know why. I, I don't know who invented work. <laughs> so, work. Work is a four-letter word. We'll probably have to believe that. We can go in and edit it out. I mean, I, you know, I'm all about, okay. I'm all about trying to edit something. You know, we'll it'll, come out, it'll come out all messed up. But. So again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the Bobcast MOV with Rick and Bob. We appreciate you following us. Uh, like us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Rick will have this episode up in a couple hours uh, as soon as he goes in. Because let me tell you what this man does. This man sits down and goes through every inch of tape, and this man close captions this stuff absolutely just amazing me i trip on an air molecule so that tells you where we're at right so just you know we, we just want <laughs> that that was impressive what was that what I, thought, gonna... I was just i hit the wrong button <laughs> i thought maybe you might have rang that bell because it shows the arrow on the bell when you did that so i thought maybe that might have been it well we'll try that again no so I want you all to have a very good Sunday. Become involved in your community. Don't sit around and throw blame here and there. Become involved. Do something about it. Be out there. Get engaged with your elected officials. Contrary to what people believe, we do listen to you. We do care what you think. It's just sometimes things don't always work out the way that you think they should. And that has been that way, you know, and I'm sorry about that, but that's just the way it is. So I want you to always remember that those who look down always miss the silver lining and the, you know, and the good positive things that are ahead. So keep looking up, 
keep looking forward. And Rick and I will see you next week at our regular 6.30 time. We will announce who we're having on probably Monday or Tuesday. So once again, thank you to Roger Conley, 10th District House of Delegates, for bringing us up to date what's going on in Charleston. It will affect us not only the state, but us here in the Mid-Ohio Valley. Rick, as always, my friend, thank you. Great show. Appreciate you. And appreciate the work you do for the show. And um, I will talk to you all next week. Thank you all very much for your time and being with us. Love you all. I mean it. Catch you later, brother. All right. Good night, everybody. See you.